The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. From Illinois and New York, it's the Paternity Test. This week, 10 years and counting, abstinence till 2018, Disney World with a vengeance, and British PSAs from the 70s, and now, three guys who thought Coldplay did a really adequate job on Sunday, here are the dads. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Barese in Chicago. And I'm Dave England, Central New York, baby. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast that can't get anyone pregnant until 2018. Sorry, guys. The Zika virus. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. Is it everywhere? Can I get not get anyone pregnant in the Yukon, or can I only not get people pregnant in the tropics? I think cur- currently South America is is the hot spot, right? That's my favorite place to get people pregnant. You can go to Canada, and you're fine. And they say you know, the Northeast. The UK, it's really about where these mosquitoes can live year round. Because mm-hmm. if they die off, you know, they die off. Now, we have mosquitoes up here. So you can get like one season of Zika and then they get don't one die. season of it, I guess. If I went to Brazil during the Olympics and put them in a jar and brought it back like fireflies, you know? Great. Mm-hmm. So I can get women in England and Maine pregnant, but anybody who looks good in a thong, <laughs> I can't touch. So this is Brazil is one of the hot spots, right? They're actually telling their women in Brazil do not get pregnant until like 2018, until they get this figured out. Right, I mean, it's it devastating. Well, figure what out? Have, they don't have uh, any. No, there's no vaccine for, for it. There's no cure. I mean, it causes it causes birth defects. Even with Ebola, they had vaccines in the works. This, the scientists are like, oh, it's called Zika? <laughs> so they're at the very beginning of figuring out. They don't even know. There's not even a scientifically positive correlation between the birth defects caused in, in utero and the virus. But there's such a strong correlation between the two. Like it's because the, the virus is so prevalent and because so many kids are having birth defects. They they right. know so it. they're assuming causation, but they haven't linked it scientifically yet. So, yeah, but it's it's way beyond. Brazilian yeah. Jenny McCarthy is all over it, but the scientists haven't exactly. quite linked it. Exactly. So they they're just twenty eighteen is a number they made up, and they're like, hey, hold on to your ovaries for a few years, and we'll have a virus, or maybe all mosquitoes will go extinct, or what? What's the deal? They want time, I think, to build a vaccine. They want time for their doctors and scientists to be able to create something that will combat it because it's not going anywhere. It's not as if they can. It's like Lyme disease. You can't get rid of deer ticks. You can only find a way to combat it. Well, if there weren't a Zika virus, it seems like it would be helpful to make one up. I'm not saying it's made up, but uh, to stop the population bomb, which is largely in tropical areas, right? Yeah. It would be nice if we'd also trick the Chinese into thinking there's a Zika virus, but like telling Brazil and. I don't know, Central Asia maybe? Like, we should start this all over the place. We should be like, hey, everybody, don't have babies for three years because uh, this is a super horrible virus. <laughs> and then, you know, just hope that it 
slows greenhouse emissions for three years. But you know right. what happens when you make people not get pregnant for three years? It's like you, it's a you know World War Two and no one could get pregnant because all their husbands were in Europe. They came back and everybody got pregnant. So, oh, so in three years, when they're like, okay, baby boom, no more Zika virus, and then they have a huge uh, baby boom because everyone's right. been waiting and their clocks are ticking, you know. But Rio de Janeiro is the site of the Olympics coming up, and you know what happens in Olympic Village? I mean, everybody gets busy. All the it's like an international. So we're gonna have Olympian babies with tiny heads in right. Denmark. Well, this isn't, That's by the I'm way, to the audience. This isn't Todd's wishful thinking here. This. <laughs> This isn't Todd's fantasy. This actually happens. This is because uh, we've the Olympics. Actually, I know you <laughs> no, guys think but, the Olympics but, uh, is just people a bit having that Todd does lots on the show. People having lots of riffraff in the Olympic Village. Yeah. Um, we've, we talked about this on our last show. Not our last, like not last week, but we talked about this oh, yeah. like a couple years ago about interviews with Olympic athletes and this and that, where they talk about how it's it's this love fest. <laughs> It's going to be a delightful Olympics between the Willy Wonka-esque rivers of diarrhea passing through the city <laughs> and the baby-deforming diseases you will inevitably catch. Yeah, and so you're bringing the entire world's, you know, people from all over the world, every country's represented, come here, gather up all the diseases you can and take them back to your countries. It's this great Old Testament God testing the will of the people because it's the sexiest country in the world where people on the beaches were nothing or next to nothing. So can you resist that or will you give in and risk having babies with severe deformities and or going to beaches with diarrhea water? It should be noted that this is like when they've done tests on the water, it's Yesterday, I read an article that said from these water experts in the U.S., it's 27 million times like the water in Brazil because they, they have an open air system for sewage, you know, whether it's a toilet or a Doesn't that just sink. mean it all like we just dump our crap in the water? It all goes into open yes, air is a nice all, way of saying we, we, we filter all of our crap directly into your water. Right, it's it's organic. So the they it all goes into streams, which goes into rivers, which goes into the ocean, and you know lakes and this and that. So the watershed. So the the people who have been training because junior Olympics are going on right now, but there are lots of athletes in the primes of their lives right now in Rio getting sick and pooping out all of their muscle, <laughs> pooping out their hopes and dreams because they're. It's essentially, according to these uh, these scientists they were talking to in America, it's essentially raw sewage. The other thing that's messed up about you know the the Brazil tie-in here, the Rio tie-in, is they think the reason that Zika virus is in Brazil and South America is because in 2014 they hosted the World Cup. So it, it, people, tourists and athletes from Asia or the South Pacific are the ones who probably brought it into Brazil, where it can thrive because of the tropical climate and and it has the right the right type of mosquito because it you know it only there's only one type of mosquito that transmit transmits it in the United States that mosquito is only in like Texas, Florida and Hawaii but not really in the rest of we have a different mosquito up here. Right. But it's uh Wait, 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 wait. So do we just come across a disease that will wipe out Texas and Florida for us because <laughs> I'm not frowning. This is just another reason to hate soccer. It's cuz the World Cup is what brought it to Brazil and now the Olympics if we which another. Yeah. Or the Olympics, right? Or the Olympics, honestly. 
those 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 opening ceremonies and the closing ceremonies are the weirdest things I've ever seen. Every 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 uh, Olympic just tries to make it weirder and more and less understandable than than four years earlier when they did it. Right, because you either have the some sort of avant garde, you know, puppets on stilts parade nonsense in like any yeah. any place in uh, Europe, or you have the the weird parade of minstrel show of your country mm-hmm. where you have to dress like the worst stereotype or the most <laughs> gaudy folk dress you can so everyone in america dresses like red white and blue cowboys and walks around a uh, track and now there'll be red send... white and blue cowboys with you know diarrhea coming out of their trap <laughs> we'll like tiny send... headed babies they're gonna have to wear brown pants just in case we'll have to send trump's freedom girls or whatever those uh <laughs> <laughs> those girls that sing at his rally Have you seen those girls, by the way? Uh, It's uh, it's amazing. It's just amazing that people want to watch that without. It's like Hitler Youth with double dream hands. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So one more thing. It's not funny anymore. Like Trump isn't. Trump Trump was funny. I I'd say for four and a half months. I, I I actually was kind of enjoying the the media explosion of Trump for a while, just as a a casual observer, not as someone who had yet invested themselves in the future of our country, but I'm actually getting really nervous. I'm really nervous about the prospects of. of well, at uh, some point, if he becomes a nominee, then he'll then you're you only have two choices: him or the or the or the Democrat. So if yeah. if you do if the one thing you want is not a Democrat, then you're going to vote for Trump. Yeah, well, then it's party lines, you know. Yeah. And it's. Unless there's enough Republicans that are like, okay, I just can't, and maybe just don't vote at all because they're like, I, you know, I would have voted for Rubio or Cruz, but I just can't bring myself to vote for Trump. Yeah, there might be some of those decent people out there. Maybe he can do something about the Zika virus. If uh, <laughs> I will huge. get rid of the Zika virus with the most luxurious vaccine you have <laughs> ever seen. One more thing about Zika virus, and I've heard, listened to a lot of reports on NPR about it. Driving into work in the morning. And in all the reports, I like to talk about some of the other diseases spread by this mosquito, and I just love the names of them. So my favorite one, though, that I've been hearing a lot, and I, I just giggle every time I hear it. So that, so they talk about Zika, then they talk about, uh, you know, this mosquito that brought yellow fever, dengue, and chikungunya. <laughs> and I, I don't know why. Every time I hear someone on NPR say chikungunya, I'm like, mm, that sounds delicious. Does. Oh. It sounds like a Chinese dish that only exists in America. Like they ma- they made it for like yeah, they made chicken. It, like the, the railroaders made it for us and sort of laugh every time we say it. Listen, can I get a side of brown rice with my chicken, good you? For those of you who think you've uh, escaped the death grasp of the Zika virus, oh no, it also causes paralysis in adults or kids, you know, or anyone. So it's not just a worry, a concern for pregnant women and, and their unborn babies, um, but it's a concern for everyone who wants to be able to walk. What does chikungunya cause? Besides yeah, what is that? Well, I just read the first sentence of a story about it. It says, chikungunya, a tropical disease with a funny name that packs a wallop like having your bones crushed, has finally <laughs> taken up residence in the United States. Wait, wait, what? The, what about the president? What? No, it has finally taken up residence in the United States. No, Obama does not have chikungunya, although I'm sure there are people who would tell you that he's responsible for it. Probably. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there was a – they finally in, – in, when was the story? Uh, there was a man in uh, – well, this is in 2014. A man in Florida contracted chikungunya. 
chikungunya. But he has uh, he hadn't tra- traveled recently. Everyone else ha- who had in the United States had traveled recently, so they think they picked it up in another country. But this man had not. Yes. Maybe he ordered takeout chicken again yet. Maybe he had it delivered to his house. And now it's time for How the Better Half Lives. That's where we talk about the women who took us in sickness and for poorer. Hey, everybody. Hi, Dave. Uh, hi. Um, so I was laying in bed last week contemplating my impending death and my wife is next to me i don't want to put any weird images in your head we were fully clothed we even had shoes on (laughs) (laughs) we had our coats on suicide notes you You were contemplating death (laughs) (laughs) and we're laying there and it's it's like it's like 10 o'clock and we're both in for the night and we're looking at our phones avoiding eye contact I'm like, Nick, what day is this? And she's like, I don't know. So I look at my, I have to look at my phone to know what day it is. And I'm like, oh, it's the 28th. Because I know I met my wife on a Saturday, right? I met my wife on the last Saturday of January. And I pull up a calendar from 2006. Is that the one you keep on your dresser just because you have yeah, to change your calendar? Yeah, I got the date circled, <laughs> right? Like a stick man with big weepy eyes with a puddle of tears underneath them that's it's, flooding the house it's one of those the last pe- happy day it's my own personal katrina it's one of those and, peel and off calendars mixed together it's huh? one of those peel off calendars you got for christmas in 2005 but then you never like you just you you got sick of peeling the dates off i know i didn't have the energy so he just left it on that i know I'm like, well this is it i guess i'm getting married now and <laughs> and so i look and it i'll be doggone it was the 10th anniversary of the day we met oh and we're laying there and we're like wow we met 10 years ago and then we started holding hands and like we actually held hands like that's how old we are it was like a scene on a cocoon at the end or something like yeah like, it seems like the scene in titanic where the the whole family lays in the bed and waits for the floodwaters to rage <laughs> it wasn't that romantic we didn't even start spooning we just laid there and talked about it for a little bit and then she sort of like closed her eyes and went to sleep and I went downstairs to do some writing. And then, so two days after we met, we went on a date. Uh, Saturday, last night, was the 10th anniversary of our first date. And if you remember last week, I talked about our first date with the babysitter. Well, this was... Well, you can't have a date one week after you had a date when you waited four years to have the last date. Well, it was weird. I I didn't know what to do with myself. Uh, I felt like a complete tramp. Um, that I'd been on so many dates in a week. Right? It's, it's, we even had the same bartender. It's like a, we went to the same place and had the same bartender because we sat at the bar. Because, and Todd, I think you guys should do this. I think you guys, when you go out to restaurants, we always sit at the bar, probably because we don't want to look at each other in the eye, but also (laughs) we don't want to face what we've done to each other. So we, always sit at the bar so that we, I think it makes us feel younger and more vibrant and, like we're a part of something. So instead of sitting in silence and, and staring at your salad and asking her how her salad is, you could sit at the bar and occasionally talk to a bartender. Oh, they might start a conversation that'll get us both talking. Right. And then it's exactly. like, instead of just staring, asking right. her if she's going to eat all of her croutons. <laughs> right. Well, can I have your blue cheese crumbles, please? Are you going to eat those banana peppers? Um, and it just got me thinking about where I was 10 years ago. I remember around that time, Matt was in New York for something. 
Uh-huh. He had just left. And I remember sitting on or by University Place um, in uh, Union Square. And we're sitting on the steps where they always have protests and there's always skateboarders tripping and falling. And we're smoking a cigarette and like, what do you think we're going to be doing in five years? And it was the most alien, the strangest question I'd ever heard. <laughs> it was like you asked me, what do you think it's like to see a color you haven't seen before? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And I was a bartender and doing comedy occasionally. And I was like 29 or 30. I had no concept of what I was going to be doing a week from then or a day from then, let alone five or 10 years. So as a bartender living in a studio with a bathtub in the kitchen. So the bathtub was next to the stove. You could literally reach a frying pan on the stove from the bathtub, which seems like some kind of like joke about New York apartments, but it was absolutely true. Not only that, inconvenient. You, you could get third degree burns from your shower if you would, were to be frying something on the stove. It's not even like you could uh, reach. You would, if you slipped and fell, you you could land on the stove on the bacon, and then have you'd have to have an uncomfortable conversation with everyone you're ever intimate with ever. Yeah, why are there bacon strip scars in your back? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I was 10 years ago. And I can't believe it's it's crazy. It's I think it's the biggest 10 year jump I've made, I think. Other than maybe being not born and then being a 10 year old, I'd say it's the biggest jump that you've made. Right. Other than that, maybe even bigger than that, I would say. Bigger I, than being bigger than going from baby to 10 year old, definitely. Yes. Because I was in arrested development of, of a certain sort. And my wife kind of helped shake me and say, like, what do you, you know, you got to you gotta do something here. You got to make a move. Right. And I had already been thinking about it when I met her. But she kind of got me. She got me on the educate back on the education track. And uh, that's why I am the educator you now see or hear before you. You got to stop with these dreams you have. I know. I know. It's weird. I think I'm going to stop this year because I've had such a great decade. I think I'm. I think it's enough. It's enough. <laughs> <laughs> this but, is adequate. This life I have. <laughs> it's like it's weird because like we're living the middle class dream of we've got a house and we've got twins and we've got two cars plus a a classic third car in the garage that I rub with a diaper and a yard with a fence and a dog. It's just it's just really. I don't know if it's one of those because I know some some yokels would say, well, that's America for you. I guess it is. It's just bizarre to me that all of that can happen in what amounts to, I guess, what amounts to really, if I look at it like six or seven years when all that happened. But you meet the right person. You go back to school and make something of yourself and you, you clean yourself up and grow up a little bit. And there you go. That's America for you. That's America for you. I love the, I love the idea that that can't happen anywhere else. I mean, I know we sort of shunned the class system a lot more than they did in in you know Western Europe a hundred years ago. But the idea that you can't in you know 2016 that your dad, if your dad is like a you know a plumber, that you can't become a doctor in England, the implication is pretty funny to me. I don't know. It's been a very thoughtful week for me. So are you when you reflect back on it and think about where you are now? Are you are you regretful of anything like not like not of your family, but I don't know. Do you feel like you took the right path and now you're 
Got me thinking too. It's got me thinking that rafter will probably hold my weight. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I know myself very well. I know what type of person I am. I know what my hangups are. I I know that in dealing with the type of imbalances I had, like the chemical imbalances and the all of the stuff in my head. I'm not the kind of person to go, oh, if I could go back and do it again, because I know if I went back and did it again, the person back then couldn't handle a lot of stuff. And so I, I know that like well, you this, could have done what I did, which was just get married and start having kids at 25. No, I would have. I there's no I've been divorced five times. <laughs> um, and my wife says that she's like, if we'd have met at 24, like we would have been divorced by now or we wouldn't even have gotten married. We just would have dated for a while yeah um because neither of us were you both would have been it's time to move on at some point because right. i'm in my 20s right and so i think yeah I, I i like how things have worked out i really like how things have worked out we're on two different paths and that you you kind of spent more you spent more of your 20s kind of doing doing the exploration thing and figuring things out whereas i kind of thought i had it all figured out so i got married and and, and had kids but so then in my I, I this is this is what's freaking me out because it's creeping up on me so fast. In five years, Alex will be in college. In eight years, Ellie will be in, in eight years. In eight years, when you guys have 12 year olds, I'll have be an empty nester. Right. Yeah. So I'll be like, hey, guys, let's t- let's go on a vacation to, you know, let's go on a guy's vacation to the Caribbean. And you're like, no, I have travel softball this weekend, you prick. Like, what do you mean? I got nothing to I've do. Learned, I've learned hard lessons from you, Todd. I, I've decided I'm not going to let my children be involved in anything so that when we have a Saturday morning or a week off, because my wife, whenever she stops this uh, business that she has out of the home, she's going to, I think she's going to figure out a way to keep my schedule. So whether that's her be a teacher or her do something that, you know, do the music and movement stuff. And so I think we're just going to find a way to that, to drag our kids wherever we want to go. I think that's a healthy thing too. Like it, it's not all about you, babe. You, uh, I know you want to take tap classes, and that's your dream. But uh, mommy, daddy, you want to go to a dungeon tonight, so you're going to sit in the lobby, right? <laughs> we want to get tattoos. Come on, you guys are eighteen. Let's go. Hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping your favorite podcast on the air or this one? Do it by using the Amazon portal at paternitypodcast.com. When you want to buy something on Amazon, go to Paternity Podcast. Look at the support page. There's a word that says support. Click on it. The page comes up. You will see an Amazon logo. Click on the Amazon logo. It will take you to Amazon. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to create a new password. You don't have to pay extra. You just do your shopping on Amazon through our portal. And Amazon knows you came through our portal and sends us a portion of their profits and we use that to pay for this show. Anybody buy anything on Amazon lately? Because I know you can get anything on Amazon, I bought two unrelated products and MacGyvered them together to make, to make a weapon a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> I bought a uh, like a hairdressing gown, you know, like one of those uh, things they put around your neck when you're getting your hair cut, like a reverse cape, like Superman put his cape on backwards. And like an old person bib. Yeah, it's like an old person bib. You use it in nursing homes so they don't get clothes or they don't get food all over their... Yeah, yeah, it even covers their pants. It goes all the way down over their lap. (laughs) So it keeps the food off their lap, too. You don't want soup getting in your socks. Right, you bought this for eating Italian beef that's dipped, or why'd you buy this? Yeah, well, it could be used for that. It could be used for giving haircuts or eating Italian beef um, or other messy foods. But I also bought 
two uh, suction cup, those rubber suction cups with the hooks on them, and I made myself my own version of the beard bib. I don't know if you've ever seen the beard bib. Beard bib. But it sounds like an infomercial product. It 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 is. Look up. Uh, it's you can go to thebeardking.com or whatever I think it's called. If you just go to beard bib, I, I do not. You know, I, I'm not endorsing it because I didn't buy one. I made my own. So you what you do is you put this thing. You put the apron around your neck like you normally would, like you're cutting your hair. But then you take the like hooks, you're cutting your own hair, like people do. Like people do. And you take the two hooks and you uh, attach the hooks to the bottom corners, the bottom left and right corners of the bib, and then you suction cup it to your mirror. So then as you cut your, like, beard or uh, as I cut my own hair, I put a, I put a number one guide on my, on my, my, my clippers and I just buzz, lean forward and buzz all my hair. All the hair falls into the bib instead of all over my sink and countertop. Right. Oh. And then when you're done, you just take the suction cups off, and you just and you and you could either carry the bib like outside and shake it off, or you can dump it in the garbage, and it traps all your body hair that you're shaving off it, from your neck up. What if you want the hair on the floor? Can you can you dump it on the floor? <laughs> you absolutely can. Actually, what I do is I do I take it to the corner of the of the bathroom and and I kind of shake it off onto the floor, and then I suck it up from there with my little vacuum. Because nice. uh, there's a carpet in the, there's like a throw rug in the middle of the bathroom, so I don't want to get it on that because then I gotta get the vacuum vacuum out. But I dump it on the vinyl tile there, and uh, and 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 it's a lot easier to clean up. It's it's I don't want it on the sink because there's all those. I gotta take everything off the sink then because our sink has you know you've got a thing for your Q-tips, your toothbrushes, your uh, your hand soap, your lotion, your other Teeth. products, yeah. yeah, your dentures, and then you got <laughs> you got hair trimmings all over them. You know, because they fly everywhere. So anyway, this catches most of them. Uh, All right, I'm I'm both intrigued and skeptical. I'm intrigued because I have like a stubble beard, right? So I take yeah. out my so you have douchey, to always make my, it look like my you douchey just... fancy lad yeah. trimmer and have, make it look like I'm. You carefully... just woke up with this exactly. Yeah. So there is stubble all over my sink, and it's like stubble hangs in the air for ten minutes or something. Because <laughs> you'll shave your beard, you'll clean off the whole sink until there's no stubble on it. You'll walk away, you'll come back to the bathroom, and there's stubble everywhere, like a ghost shaved while you're out of the room. <laughs> so I'm always afraid that guests, because I usually shave in the guest bathroom to like leave the master open for my wife, right? Yeah. And I'm always afraid that guests are going to come in, there's going to be shaving scum all over the, because, because it hides out and waits for you to leave and then climbs back onto the sink. Mm. So that makes me want to get this beard bib or this beard king or this Todd special. No, well, the, but, the beard bib is thirty bucks. My contraption cost me nine dollars. Ultimately, you're still. I I feel like when I, as soon as I take the stu- the suction cups off, I'm just gonna dump all the stubble <laughs> on the sink again. Well, that's 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 just your technique. I mean, that's just how you do it. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah, it seems more like a beard canopy the way you're doing it than a beard bib. Well, I'm not underneath it. Yeah, but canopy is catching all the hair, right? Yeah, the the top of the canopy is catching all the hair. So the, like with a bib, you wear the thing like a bib, but then you suction cup the bottom to the thing. So then it is like a, it's it it is kind of hangs there like a canopy, and you're dumping it's like all your, your stubble is tiny acrobats. The twelve year old in me would then want to punch the bottom of the canopy straight uh-huh. up, and watch all the hair fly all over the room. Yes, I wouldn't do I like that. There's a conservation of cleaning up here, unless you wad it up and take it outside and shake it into your yard and grow to grow a beard tree. You're taking it to the corner of the bathroom, dumping it out, and cleaning the corner of your bathroom. Yeah, but it's so much easier to clean the corner of my bathroom than to clean off my countertop. Because of all the other things on my countertop, dumping the hair, letting the hair fall onto there requires me to then take everything off of my countertop to wipe down the countertop. 
Right. Whereas, because what I have been doing to cut my hair is like leaning over the bathtub, which I just is, is uncomfortable and awkward. And I can't see what I'm doing. So then I have to keep getting up and look at the mirror and look where I miss and then go back to the bathtub. Uh, Did you just shave your head in the shower? Well, I, I don't shave. I, it's trimmers, like clippers. Right. Like electric ones that are plugged in. Oh, so they in. can't get wet. They can't get wet. No, they can't get wet. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess I could look for something that can. Plus, I'm not shaving it. I'm just trimming it. Like, I'm trimming it like your beard. I'm making right. it look like I woke up like this. I don't know. I, woke up I would with, submit with that if you, inch of hair. if you use this canopy, this beard. Oh, I've used it. You've used it. If all, Let me put it this way. If I used it and I wadded up that canopy and made sure that there was no hair anywhere, and I went outside and I dug a hole and I put the canopy, the bib, in the <laughs> hole and I covered it up with dirt and I put a little cross there and, and said a prayer. If I went back into my bathroom after that to wash my hands, there would be hair all over yes. the sink. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'll let you know. I've only used it once and with with I would call a moderate success for the first time. And, I'm, you know, I got to work on the the most dangerous part is when you're done and you're trying to disconnect the suction cups is to not let one side drop down and dump everything out. When you're tired and it's morning and you don't have any coffee in you and everything's covered in, like, humidity mm-hmm. and slippery. You're fighting. You're actually fighting the urge to drop the wire into the sink anyway. <laughs> yes. And just get it over with. All right. Well, next time I go to your house, I'm bringing a white glove and I'm going to go in your bathroom <laughs> and I'm going to check your prostate because that's important for a man your age. And then I'm going to change that white glove to a different white glove. And then I'm going to run it along the side of the corner of your bathroom. <laughs> And see if there's hair everywhere, or if you have in fact been able to suck it all up. We'll see. You're gonna get the white gloves confused. You'd be like, Todd, you've got poop all over the inside of your sink. <laughs> Why is there hair in your butt, Todd? <laughs> have you been eating hair, Todd? No wonder you're having all these issues. <laughs> If you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. It's quick and easy and improves our iTunes ratings and helps new listeners find us. Read our weekly. Read our weekly card. Read our weekly please. Pretty please. <laughs> read our weekly paternity test blog at chicagoparent.com and our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine, as well as Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and Bronx Riverdale Family Magazines. You can't get away from us, so please stop trying. And now it's time for Holiday Road, where the moose out front should have told you. All right, big news. We are taking Viva on her first trip to Disney World in Orlando, Florida, in a week, in seven sleeps. I could imagine that her head will explode. It is already exploding in slow motion. And we were going to tell her on Christmas, but we already gave her that big dollhouse. So it seems like to announce a Disney trip and give her a six-foot-high dollhouse is just to throw gifts onto a fire, right? Yeah. So we waited, and uh, we announced it. First, we slowly got her excited about Disney World. Now, luckily, she watches Disney Channel, so they throw commercials on. So every once in a while, she'll ask us if she can go to Disney World. So she's familiar with the concept and interested already. And then we started to kind of drop hints about how fun it must be and how the princesses visit there all the time and Mickey's there and uh, and there's rides. And so she was getting very excited and asking more and more. And then finally we said, we're going to go. Oh. And now she's obsessed. And I can't imagine if I told her 
a month ago. Here's what I wish you would have done is not tell her till you walked up to the park. You know what I mean? Like just kidding. Hey, we're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to go on a trip. We're going to stay at a hotel and we're going to be, you know, I'm assuming you're flying. So we're going to go on a plane and we're going to stay a couple of days at a, at a hotel. And they might have a swimming pool. Maybe it'll be fun. You know, just kind of, a, you know, an OK vacation. And then you like get on the tram that pulls up to Magic Kingdom and then her head truly would explode. You know, we kicked it around, but we thought we weren't. She wasn't quite familiar with it enough right. to fully maximize the impact of that. If she were if she 12, were 10, you could yes, do that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But if she, I would hate to pull up to Disney World and have her go, uh, I this? really want to watch Max and Ruby in the living room. Right. Oh, and I'll be like, well, we're in Florida and we just spent $10,000, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Then, yeah, uh, she said, but wait, I thought we were going to stay at the hotel and, and use the swimming pool and uh, watch, yeah, watch Disney on the, t- right. on the hotel. Right. What's this TV? place? Can I please go back to the hotel? That was fun. I really yeah. want another continental breakfast. What is this weird place? What is that giant yeah. golf ball? She is, yeah, because right now she is a drag racer. Like the wheels are spinning in red. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) you've got to have that momentum with a child. You've got to brainwash them. Yes, Uh, it's all about formatting the disc. It really is. It's all about adjusting expectations. It really is. And that's not manipulative. It's just you've got to prepare them. Our daughters went to their grandparents' house yesterday. You can't throw them in the car and just say, all right, we're going to take a trip and then dump them off. You've got to talk about all the awesome stuff they're going to do and make a big deal about packing. Like, it's, yeah. It's not just about maximizing the fun. It's also about minimizing the pushback. Is that why I always thought it was a privilege to cut my grandpa's toenails with pliers? Yes. He just framed it in a way that was enticing. <laughs> that was your family's version of Disney World. <laughs> that was the it, e-ticket ride of Steger, Illinois. Right. <laughs> Thanks, it's, grandson. Keep the tip. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna put it in my memory box. <laughs> Todd's got those toenails next to some old half dollars and buffalo <laughs> nickels. Yeah, two dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time he ever MacGyvered a beard bib. <laughs> toenail tarp. <laughs> toenail tarp. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to we're trying to get her expectations set right now. Heck, even the plane ride. I'm a, I'm. A little bit regretful that we're taking her first plane ride and going to Disney World at the end of that plane ride. I feel like we should take a plane ride, like fly to Orlando, fly back to O'Hare, wait a year, and then go to Disney World. Like, and just let her enjoy that plane ride and the memories of it for a while. Because she's stoked about the plane. I don't know if she'll now, be stoked for the whole two hours, if she'll be stoked for five minutes, and then want to jump out the window like I do. Maybe. I don't think kids get scared like that. I mean, don't we all develop fear of anything significant when we're... 12 or 13 yeah well that's not afraid bored i'm not afraid of planes but i just can't stand being on them i'm afraid of the germ i'm afraid of the thick air you can see on a plane right but i I just think she's going to want to get up and walk around which i'm assuming you know you can't walk around on a plane this isn't like a dc3 if you get up in the aisle you get hit by a drink cart which is constantly in the aisle and i'm assuming a kid can a kid still like go to the cockpit and the pilot like rubs them on the head then puts their pilot hat on the kid and then gives them some wings and lets them lets them fly around for a little while no, i don't know if, if i don't you know try... if you've heard about this but about 15 years ago there was something called 9-11 i think what if you, you... Yeah, 9-11 every year matt if you, if, you, if you got up from your seat and took vivan started walking her toward the cockpit the rest the rest of the passengers would grab the drink cart and ram you with it right <laughs> three three u.s marshals or three air marshals would stand up and fill her with bullets 
two of them would hold her arms and the other one would yeah would just pump her full of lead <laughs> this is yeah you can't do that i think they stay i think they'll still give you the little plastic wings if you say this is her first flight they always sure. have the the wings or or like a tiny little airplane or something but you should definitely mention Two hundred dollars have been charged to your credit card, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going to charge you a hundred dollars for it. But you should mention to this flight attendant that that this is her first flight, and mm-hmm. if there's, you know, do they have any maybe they'll at least give her a free drink? <laughs> yeah, she give her an extra finger of gin. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys drink on flights? No, it makes me all messed up. Really? Yeah, yeah it gives me a headache and. It gives me cold. Like it drops my immune system, which is so busy fighting off the disgusting air that if I if I have booze on a plane, I get off with a massive re- oh. upper respiratory infection. So I I wait. wait you know what you're gonna have to watch out for because Viva's gonna be sitting next to you watching Doc McStuffins, and you're yep. gonna you're gonna get emotional at altitude like you do when you watch any in-flight movie that that you would hate at home, mm-hmm. but that, but at thirty thousand feet you cry when you you know when you watch Dumb and Dumber two. So you're going to watch Doc McStuffins and start sobbing in the seat, <laughs> and your daughter's going to want to right. go home. Right, they're going to have Forrest Gump on, and you're going to be crying when his mom uh-huh. tells It doesn't even need to be answer. that emotional. Like it doesn't, That one might get you at on at land. Home. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Bucky's been through so much. Iron Man's an alcoholic. He's going to fight this. So it sounds like multiple days of Disney? Many days are of you, Disney. Are you worried about burnout, four-year-old burnout? I'm not worried about burnout because my in-laws are snowbirds now and they're going to come up to Orlando but they are not interested in going to the park with us but they would like to see Viva so they are going to stay we're in a timeshare their timeshare and they're going to stay next to us and if Viva gets burned out we're going to leave her at the hotel with them to swim and play and we're going to go to the park and we're going to do that anyway on like dates to keep her rested us so you might end your day at Disney at like six o'clock, which would still have been probably ten hours for her, exactly. right? Exactly. So, yep. she's so like, she'll be more, she'll be totally worn out. Yeah, you guys we can go back to, to the park and close it down. You should yes. go to uh, Epcot and do the drink around the world. Uh, One of our listeners just did that. It looks pretty. Oh great. yeah, yeah. Kelly Clemens, she used to work in the park. Oh, that's right. And they would well, they used to get into everything for free and on their days off together they used to go and do that oh they can do that they're allowed as long as they're not wearing the like yeah you don't head. you don't wear your costume <laughs> yeah <laughs> why is mary poppins so hammered <laughs> oh my god that would be great well i guess if you one of the rules i read is if you can lose your job immediately if you are seen if two snow whites are seen in the same spot like if you're they actually just shoot one of them Right. And drag Imposter, the body away. The other Mickey. It's basically a draw. Like whoever shoots the other one first. Yeah, you have to kill the other Snow White. <laughs> it's, an, it's an instant death match. Right. If, if two Snow Whites it, walk into the pavilion together, <laughs> it's just really it's two a Snow slow Whites death, enter though, one Snow White. To try movie. to choke someone out when they've got a costume on. It's not easy with your bare hands. Are there any parks that you're not? Go- I guess there's something. I guess you could hit every park. Some will have more to offer for her than others. Like some are more like a half day probably for her. Well, and this is the first week of February, so it's the, one of the slowest times. Uh, I would love we to did be that. able to go this time of year because like, you went one other time at Super Bowl weekend. and no, We went Super Bowl weekend to Universal and Disney a couple of years ago, and you could shoot a cannon down Main Street USA and not hit a person. It's yeah. great. So it's a distinct possibility that Disney Hollywood Studios is a half day this time yeah. of year. Animal Park might not be a full day this year. So I think we'll get 
We'll definitely get two full days in Magic Kingdom. Animal Kingdom has a, a little carnival part off to the side. Like it's near the near one of the dinosaur rides because you know dinosaurs are part of Animal Kingdom somehow. I guess they existed, but you know I don't know. It's odd because Animal Kingdom they're is, not pretend. They're well, I know they're dead. not pretend, but it's just like they're. <laughs> Animal Kingdom, you think of like a zoo, but then they have a whole dinosaur exhibit. But I guess, it, it, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that dinosaurs didn't exist. <laughs> How come they got all these imaginary animals? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to one of those Bible theme parks where I guess I <laughs> Jesus is riding on an animatronic T Rex. Jesus is on top of a T Rex. Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, I think we've actually used that picture in one of our pot to so like the online uh, one of our podcasts. Was that <laughs> Jesus on a T Rex? I can't wait for the entrance to Jerusalem Light Parade with all the apostles riding <laughs> dinosaurs down the street. Uh. The water park is the, the splitting of the Red Sea. And they just dump two wave pools end at end. You have to run through it before it hits you. Well, we have one problem with prepping her, yeah. and it's that I've been letting her watch YouTube videos of Disney videos to get her excited. Yeah, of the Challenger exploding. <laughs> uh, uh, to get her excited about the park and... But she keeps clicking on video. I mean, it's so hard to manage a four-year-old on YouTube because they keep clicking things off to the side. Especially when you're not in the room with them. So she keeps clicking on rides that aren't there anymore or <laughs> are only in California. And she has decided that the ride she most wants to go on is the Snow White Scary Adventure, that ride from the 60s where the wolf, the, the wolf, the witch keeps popping out. But it's gone, and they replaced it with the Dwarf Mine Train. And oh. she's So we're going on the ultimate vacation for a four-year-old she's the perfect age for it she doesn't have a solid sense of reality yet but she's old enough to enjoy things and doesn't nap i mean this is the perfect vacation and we're going deluxe multiple days it it, it should be paradise and she just keeps saying maybe daddy she says maybe nobody will like the dwarf mine train so they'll take it out and they'll put the snow right scary ride back why does she want to go on a, a scary ride i don't know because it seems like a ride that would be way too scary for her but um, it's got a really nice, clean walkthrough on YouTube. And most uh, of the rides don't have a good video on YouTube. Yeah. how do you record with a camcorder your, you know, the Haunted Mansion? It looks like right. just darkness and weirdness. Yeah, I think she'll get over it pretty quick when she sees everything else there. I hope. You can't have a better situation you're walking into in terms of her age, the fact that you only have to manage one of them. You know, right. you, got, you have a two-on-one mm-hmm. situation with backup at the hotel. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't be a better setup. And and the fact that you can park hop, which is great, because if if she gets sick of a park, you just go to a different park. You know, you could change your plans at any time. And 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 with the new fast pass setup, you know, you could change your fast pass plans at any time. So if you decide not to do a ride, uh, you can just go on your phone and change it on the app to Mm -hmm. a different ride. Or if you notice that the one you do have a fast pass for at that moment is only a 10 minute wait. So you go do it and then you. Fast past something that's going to be a longer wait later. So, I mean, you're set up for the ideal Disney vacation, which means that some I can't wait to hear the story of when she has a couple of how it goes horribly, horribly wrong. wrong. Social media isn't just for Neil deGrasse Tyson disc tracks. It's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram, at the Paternity Test, and on Twitter, at the Dad Test. Send us a question or a comment for the Paternity Test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. 
Listener Mike in the United Kingdom wrote to us about our conversation two weeks ago that kids might be too coddled today. And he said, I'm looking, I'm snooping him on Facebook. He seems to be liver puddly. And so that means he said, to write kids a coddle today. When I was seven, we were made to watch The Apaches, a public information service film about farm safety. It's available on YouTube, but it's basically the, f- the film Southern Comfort, replacing any army reservists with children. To be fair, not one messed around the following week when we went on a farm visit, although several kids did piss themselves in sheer terror. So I had to look up this film, The yeah. Apaches, from 1977. Did you guys watch this in school? It was shown in some American schools as well, in Canadian, lots of Canadian schools. Because Canada's what? It's like a British uh, resort or something, right? A big colony? Sure. Dominion? It's like England light. Don't they still have to do everything the Queen says? I believe so. I believe if she just comes over and says, like, you know, drop and give me 20 or part your hair on the other side, <laughs> you have to do it. She's on the money. Is she on the money? She's on one of their bills. I went to Canada like 15 years ago and we used American money the entire time. Yeah, you can. Yeah. That's the last time I was in Canada. Yeah, they'll take both kinds. You just tell them, you know. You say you guys take real money? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They love it when you say that. Well, this is a farm safety video, so I don't don't think the south suburbs of Chicago was showing that to their kids. So I did not. I never saw farm safety videos. I could see maybe in Cole City or in Salem, Illinois. Todd was stealing truckloads of these videos and selling them (laughs) to rural townships. Yeah. Well, I tried to get through this video on YouTube, and I couldn't get through it because it was too upsetting. Oh my! God. I mean, it does have some of that like camp factor that makes it maybe more funny than horrifying. But it's about six or seven kids, and they're playing. There's a ten little Indians thing happening right here. They're playing Apache warriors on a British farm, and one by one, they're killed in farming accidents. And it's intercut with scenes of the narrator kid, uh, a party being thrown at his house. And you're not quite sure what's going on. And then you realize at the end of the video that it's his wake because he dies at the end of the film. And then he says, oh, I wish I could have gone to that party. It looks fun. Oh, my God. It's so upsetting. One kid drowns in poop. He, like, suffocates in a slurry pit. Oh, my God. A kid is crushed by a fence. A kid has his neck broken on a tractor. Um, A girl drinks poison and then dies screaming in her bed. It's like the ring or something. You know, it's like (laughs) there's actually a cut. Oh, my gosh. There's actually a cut of it on YouTube that just shows you the death scenes. Oh, that's what <laughs> no. you want. So instead of the whole full 27-minute movie, in three, in t- for three minutes you could watch all the death scenes. If you, if you type in in YouTube the, the Apaches of Horror death scenes, and it, so it just shows the death scenes. So like, I just saw a kid get run over by a tractor, and there was a pool of blood left behind. They had uh, kids watch this in 1977? In school. Like, you're required by law to watch this. Of course, now you can show this movie not just because of the deaths, but more because of the portrayal of Native Americans. Right. Yeah, you could actually have your kids taken away from you if you show this in your own home. Oh, my God. Oh, God, these are upsetting. I just saw a kid get crushed by a gate that fell down that was Mm -hmm. leaning against a wall. And it's like the dummy of him. They, you know, they, 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 they obviously replaced him with a dummy version. Or maybe they didn't really kill the kid. I don't know. The way this video looks, they might have actually (laughs) killed all these kids. It was the 70s. So. Oh, yeah, this kid got crushed by uh, some sort of gate. Yeah. The parents are enjoying a drink inside. You know, here's a kid on a runaway tractor, and I believe he's going to drive off of a cliff. What what farm has a cliff? (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) The farm cliffs of Dover. It's in all the British songs. (laughs) Uh, He's yelling for help while he's on a tractor. 
Why not just jump off the tractor? Yeah, he's too stupid. These kids are very dumb. These are very, very dumb kids. <laughs> this is thinning the British herd is what this is. I wrote him back and I said, I think that since Europe couldn't supply this generation with a world war, they had to upset the kids somehow. So they distributed this film. I think this is the Americans playing a joke on the British saying, hey, you know how we saved you in World War Two? Here's uh, here's what you got to do for us in return. We want you to make a terrifying video that you show to all your children so that we can enjoy their suffering. And now it's time for talking to your kids about Family Feud. That's where there's 100 people surveyed. Top 10 answers on the board. Survey says. So, you know, our normal routine for the last year or so has been that, you know, that last hour as you're kind of winding down the day before bedtime at eight to nine, if we're a lot of times we'll put on uh, Full House. You know, my daughter, my daughter became obsessed with Full House. She's got the entire collection on DVD, and it's on Nick at Night. So usually we'll just throw that on and have it in the background while we just kind of wind down at the end of the day. I think the kids have kind of gotten over that. Lately, they've started watching in the last week. They started watching on the Game Show Network around the same time. Now they just have on episodes of Family Feud, hosted by Steve Harvey. Pretty innocent Family Feud, but then I started to realize that it's full of like innuendo. You know, sexual innuendo and, you know, adult, not necessarily adult, but just things that a 10 and 13 year old, I think Alex kind of gets most of it. He laughs a lot. Ellie, there's a couple of things that I'm like, oh, does this mean I need to talk? You know, she, she'll ask questions. So what like one of the answers that came on last night was name something that gets passed around. And one of the answers was a joint. One of, it was a correct answer. Well, oh and there, well, one, one of the survey questions last night was, uh, you know, name a reason. Why your why your husband would not be up for a night of lovemaking, and so we uh, sat there through gay. that entire survey. He got some at the office, <laughs> and that answer would probably be up there. Uh, what time is this show on? Family Feud. Well, I don't I don't know when it aired. Like these are reruns on the game show. I know, before. but what time are they showing? What it's time like, are they deciding your kids shouldn't be watching television? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's for us. It's like eight o'clock at night, eight p.m. Yeah. I mean, it's past that safe haven. What after? Right. What's safe haven? 7 p.m.? I thought safe haven was 10. Oh, no, 10 p.m. is safe haven. You're right. So it should still be, you know. Uh, but safe haven's for like outright swearing or something, right? Or boobs. It's not for yeah. innuendo. Right. But that's not innuendo. Innuendo is not saying, hey, what do you pass around? Marijuana? No, no, no. But right. there's, I guess that's not really implying anything. It's coming right out and saying it. <laughs> no, but then there's other things that are. What were the answers for why the husband doesn't want to do it? Doesn't want to make whoopee. His wife is disgusting. He's cheating. It's, it's, yeah, that's what it was. Like, he's cheating. He's tired. He's he yeah. He he's likes men. A brain aneurysm. I, this is the hardest thing as they get a little older. And I have four-year-olds, so it's not even that hard. But it's like now they're starting to watch things and they're starting to confiscate the iPad. And... It's like you have to remain in control of everything they watch, and you have to be completely present all the time. And to someone who doesn't have children, that sounds like a no-brainer. It sounds like I'm a bad parent for even even just saying that. But it's 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 hard, and it's it seems a little ridiculous that you would have to police everything. Yeah, you do though. You really have to replace everything. I mean, I guess I mean there's even have... things on Disney that that I'm like, oh, this shouldn't be on Disney. I mean, it's not more because it's just <laughs> it's just a terrible product. But yeah. Also, you know. Yeah, you want to shoot down their desire for crummy yeah. things that are being advertised. 
Now, um, Family which, Feud is also. I mean, I, all right. Look, I, you know, I, I love the Richard Dawson days of Family Feud, but I, I, I don't mind the Steve Harvey days of Family Feud either. Uh, but there's some. They get some dumb people on that show, and I think they, they honestly look for dumb families sometimes. I think when they well, it's not funny. If everybody just says cogent, intelligent. You don't just watch yeah. Family Feud and nod and go, well, yes, that a... probably is the answer. <laughs> oh yeah, they're right. There's one like so. Uh, the question was, give me a boy's name that starts with the letter H, and the guy said Jose. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> oh my god so they're not the sharpest tools you know in, in the shed here uh and also fa- you, uh, when you're a under family pressure that, dude a family that goes to la on vacation and spends their time on a game show mm-hmm. yeah that's not that that family didn't go to harvard yeah well there's another <laughs> here's one there's I, I just found a couple lists of like you know some some ridiculous answers that were on family feud is when you were a kid, named something you used to practice kissing, and the guy's answer was your sister. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of tells you what kind of people, what kind of people get on the show. Wow! Yeah. Hey, Mo, get off the dang roof! Yeah. <laughs> Name a fruit that comes in more than one color. Jello. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. You know, some of these people, you wonder how they even afford a nice suit to get on the show. And, uh, well, they get one to for their defense in court. <laughs> They, they that's their that court, one. right? They kept it. <laughs> that's the one their... they let you leave prison with, with you know, a little bit of cash. I have a feeling that when you go to that show in particular, it's mm-hmm. like going into a, a restaurant where jackets are required. There's always a couple ill-fitting jackets that the men can throw on. Oh, sure, mm-hmm. underneath their or over their rugby shirt. It's the ill-fitting dinner jacket of daytime television. You know, so obviously, like Ellie wanted to know what a joint was. Uh, which is fine. I mean, she's ten. I mean, it's not like it's not. Got to like, start sometime. Got to start yeah. sometime. We pass one around. Well, it's for your glaucoma. It's for your glaucoma, honey. Uh-huh. By the uh, time you were ten, you're already selling. So really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> but it's more like some of the sexual things that I'm not quite ready for Ellie to ask, you know to to hear you know to hear and wonder about because they laugh. You know, she doesn't quite know what they mean, but they laugh about it on the show, and everyone's cracking up, and Alex is laughing. And we laugh, and she's like, uh-huh. uh, "Top five places you like to have sex." But, <laughs> but <laughs> that wasn't that was an answer on a game show, wasn't it? But it I wasn't think it was on the feud. newlywed was game like, or the dating. Yeah, I think it was one the yes, one of the old ones. Yes, one of the old newlywed games. Like name one of the fat places. ties and butterfly collars. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it was like name one of the places that your that your husband or that that yeah that your husband would want to have sex. The butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old. Those are the good old days of game shows. Newlywed game was a great game because you were essentially committed person for life mm-hmm. or in the 70s for the next 11 and a half years, but you didn't know them yet because you really just got All married right. out of high school or college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in, and by that, I mean, you also didn't know them biblically. You know what I mean? In a <laughs> lot of cases. So you really were just it's a game show about someone you kind of just met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know why why in our house that we're these are the kind of show like we where we watch reruns in our house i don't say what, what year is. is it in your house because you're know. watching family feud in the uh, full house yeah I, I, you sit down for a nice meal of steak and the problem is <laughs> steak <laughs> uh-huh. well the problem is the alternatives are so bad like I, I, it'd be great if there were current shows on tv that that we'd sit down and watch as a family but there's really nothing that that you know, it's kind of like 
when Kelly and I have to flip through shows at the end of the night, we just find the the one thing we're not going to fight over, which neither of us really want to watch, but we're, we'll both tolerate. Sure. And this is kind of like, what can we tolerate between all four of us? And, you know, we can't watch, you know, we're not going to watch Pretty Little Liars. We're not going to watch, you know. I started thinking about some of the sitcoms that Kelly and I watch about, you know, can the kids watch those with us? You know, can they watch Modern Family with us? Uh, Alex certainly could. Ellie probably could, but she wouldn't get a lot of the jokes and probably wouldn't like it as, you know, wouldn't really like it. I felt like by 10, I was I was full on sitcom literate. Oh, you know? absolutely. We watched all the sitcoms that were on at that point. I used to wear I used to wear dress shirts and ties to school in fourth grade when I was about nine or ten because that's what Alex P. Keaton wore. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was fully engulfed in Thursday night NBC. Yeah. If you think about it, those shows were very family oriented, and then the ones that had sex jokes like Night Court, right, were mm-hmm. so couched in slapstick and silliness that, I mean, it really was innuendo. Yeah. Even yes. the Jiggle Vision stuff, even the like late seventies, early eighties, like Three's Company kind of stuff that was theoretically all about sex. If you were a kid, it just looked like the Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was all slapstick, falling over tables. Uh-huh. You know, his name was Tripper. His last name was Tripper. <laughs> right. Take. Yeah. And like, you know, the characters that were like the Dan Fieldings and the Larry the Neighbor who were yeah. super horny, they were like Tex Avery wolves. Like you knew they liked girls a lot. But you didn't get right. the mm-hmm. you know, the birth control jokes or whatever they were telling. Whenever you saw Sam Malone in Cheers, he never he was a womanizer, but you never there were never scenes of him sleeping with someone else's wife. You know? Uh-huh. That was LA Law at nine o'clock. Right. It wasn't it wasn't Cheers at seven thirty or whatever. Yeah. But you know, I mean current sitcoms aren't as you know, you can't sit down with your ten to thirteen of you know, to, to watch all of them. You're not gonna watch you know, you're not gonna well, you, I'm not gonna watch uh, you know, two broke girls or Big Bang Theory or New Girl, you know, some of the things that I don't know, what Definitely not. You could but you could watch the middle and modern family. I guess you watch yeah. ABC stuff, right? Yeah, yeah kinda. What I also don't want my kids to be dumb. Right? Like, yeah. Aren't they going to be dumb if they watch The Big Bang Theory and Two Broke Girls? Oh, if you let them watch CBS, they're you're going to they're going to be drooling into a cup by summertime. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, why do I need you know? Let's just turn off the TV and play a, ga- a board game or something. Right. Turn we'll that watch- TV off, and you guys can play four separate games on your iPads. <laughs> Well, folks, it's time for another episode of The Paternity Test to pour the kids an ice-cold glass of Michigan Spring. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test. Like us on Facebook and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com and call us with a voicemail at 657-BAD-DADS. We had someone write in and ask if we had voicemail. We do, 657-BAD-DADS, and we've got some voicemails to play. We didn't get to them this week, um, but send us those voicemails. We will play them on the air, and we'll have loads of fun, all of us. And tell your friends about the show. Consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. All right, everybody, remember, an hour after you've had chicken gunya, you just want to have it again. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. (laughs) 